2: Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Hunter, forensic pathologist from Autopsy, Reels Channel's medical mystery series on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to download the Podcast One app and subscribe, then go to Reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com to find more programs like this one on Reels Channel.
3: Tonight, we begin with Richard Pryor, who died this afternoon of a heart attack at his home in California. Richard Pryor's shockingly honest, no-holds-barred routines revolutionized American comedy.
4: He was crazy. He told the truth. And he had a sense of timing that was impeccable. He made jokes about drugs, heart
5: attacks, police brutality, things that was real. Al Joseph made a million bucks looking like
1: that. Pryor opened the big door that all the other black comedians to follow through. Off-screen, Pryor was a Hollywood wild man
3: with a monstrous appetite for drink, drugs, and sex.
5: Richard liked his drugs. That was part of who he was.
3: But during the last part of his life, a debilitating illness left Pryor paralyzed and struggling to speak.
1: He feels, this is some kind of karmic payback, that he's put his body through so much stress... And on December 10th, 2005,
3: Pryor dies from a cardiac arrest. Many believed Pryor's hard living had finally caught up with him.
4: He didn't understand. You know, you have one body, and if you don't take care of it, I mean, everybody's going to die from something, right? But you don't have to hurry it along.
3: Now, forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is taking a fresh look at the death of Richard Pryor.
2: It appears that Pryor did so many things in his life that could have led to his death. Uncovering precisely what led to his fatal cardiac arrest won't be easy. I will have to forensically analyze all of the medical evidence and first-hand testimonies to determine the root cause of this
4: comedian's death.
3: World-renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter has conducted thousands of autopsies. He's routinely involved in the investigation of suspicious deaths, working closely with law enforcement agencies and other forensic specialists. He's the chief medical examiner in one of America's biggest cities and has been investigating suspicious deaths for nearly 20 years.
2: I have here Richard Pryor's death certificate, and it states that he died at age 65. They list his primary cause of death as cardiac arrest. My question is, what led to this cardiac arrest? Pryor was a Hollywood hellraiser, and he had a host of serious medical conditions that may have played a part in his demise. So establishing the precise circumstances surrounding his death won't be easy. December
3: 2004, Encino, California, a year before Pryor's death. The star has hardly been seen in public for years. Pryor has remained at home receiving 24-7 medical care, arranged by his wife, Jennifer. They have recently remarried after divorcing 22 years ago. Kathy McKee, former girlfriend.
4: Jennifer stuck it out and stayed there as a caregiver with Richard. You know, he couldn't even hold his head up. He couldn't swallow he couldn't, he couldn't go to the bathroom. And it's a terrible, sad thing. I felt bad for a man like Richard Pryor. In
2: 1986, Pryor was diagnosed with primary progressive multiple sclerosis, one of the rarest and most aggressive forms of the disease. Pryor's immune system had started attacking his nerve cells in the brain and the spinal cord, which had left him paralyzed and struggling to speak. No one knows what triggers the disease, and there is no cure. But we do know that MS does not affect the part of the nervous system that controls our vital organs, such as our heart. So I can be sure that MS did not directly cause Pryor's fatal cardiac arrest.
3: Born on December 1st, 1940, in Peoria, Illinois, Richard Pryor had anything but a normal upbringing.
5: Richard's mother was a prostitute. His father was a pimp, working in his grandmother's whorehouse. Pryor's
3: family all worked in a brothel run by his grandmother.
1: Scott Saul, biographer, becoming Richard Pryor. She's the main force in his life. She's a rock, but she's a very jagged rock. She's very willful, she's very prickly, and he's living in a world that's full of violence, uh, sex, money, and it's a very confusing world for a child to be raised in. As a child, Pryor's only escape was the movies. One of the moments when he kind of awakens as a comic is when his father takes him to see an early Jerry Lewis movie in the 50s. And he sees his father laughing. Not just laughing, but out of control with laughter. Realizing
3: comedy offered a way out, in his early 20s, Pryor left Peoria and headed to New York, determined to make it as an entertainer. Sandy Gallen, friend
2: and first manager.
5: My first impressions was that he was unbelievably gifted. A brilliant storyteller and that he would be everything that somebody that's given that gift would be. Pryor's big
3: break came when his agent landed him his first TV appearance on On Broadway
5: Tonight. I'm from Average type Family, 11 kids. (laughs) No mother, father, just kids. He was very successful, and people started to become aware of him.
3: By the age of 27... Pryor is on the verge of becoming a primetime star.
1: But the straight-laced world of network television is cramping his style. He's got to contain himself in those mainstream venues, and it wears on him. What does it mean? Am I, am I selling out to a white audience? Am I being untrue to myself? And it causes him a lot of grief.
3: Embracing his black identity... Pryor comes up with a new and brutally honest approach to stand-up.
2: Some white dudes you cut in front of don't play that shit, though, right? You cut in front of them, all right, cut the shit.
5: The audience goes insane. (laughs) I love when white dudes get mad and cuss, right? Because you're awesome, funny, when you cuss. He said, I'm going to tell the truth. And I'm not going to even try to pander to the wide audience. If they get me, they get me. If they don't get me...
3: Pryor's outrageous routines catapult him into Hollywood. He stars in hit films such as Stir Crazy, Brewster's
1: Millions, and Superman 3. There was a sense in the early 80s that no matter how good or bad a movie Richard Pryor was in, it would be successful in the box office... If Richard Pryor was in it.
3: But as Pryor's career was going stratospheric, off-screen, he gained a reputation as a Hollywood hellraiser. Infamous for his hard drinking and life of celebrity
2: excess. Looking at the biographical accounts, I see that Richard began drinking in his 20s. Alcohol is a toxic drug. And heavy drinking can lead to a number of conditions that can ultimately cause a cardiac arrest. So I need to find out how much of a role alcohol played in Richard's life.
3: From the start of Pryor's career, drinking went hand in hand with his comedy.
1: Starting, you know, in the 60s, wherever he goes, you know, he's drinking. That was part of his creative process, was, you know, lubricating himself. At first, no
3: one thought Pryor's drinking was a problem.
5: I guess I knew that he drank, because I'm thinking now, if he had a drink in his hand, which he did. But I don't think I ever thought of Richard as a drinker.
3: But as Pryor's career takes off, so does his alcohol intake. 1973, Beverly Hills, California. Now established as the hottest black comic in America, Pryor is living the Hollywood high life. He's recently started dating aspiring actress, Kathy McGee.
4: Richard oftentimes would have cognac first thing in the morning. So he was drinking alcohol all day, and that was just part of his persona.
2: By his early 30s, Pryor was exhibiting all the signs of being an alcoholic. Alcoholism is a disease, and it's caused by a complex mixture of psychological and genetic factors. So was there something in Pryor's past that triggered this destructive drinking?
3: 1949, Peoria, Illinois. Pryor is eight years old. He regularly witnesses his violent pimp father beating his prostitute mother.
1: Certainly there was a lot of violence between mother and father. The mother was not a shrinking violet. Uh, She would sometimes attack the father. But the violence mainly went the other way. So he saw his, his father, who was a boxer, lay her out.
3: Unable to cope, Pryor's mother turned to the bottle. Sandro Minetti, Hollywood journalist.
5: Young Richard would see his mother down drink after drink and go with client after client. These graphic images had a huge, deep and lasting impact. On
1: <laughs> Dr. Linda
5: Papadopoulos,
0: psychologist. If as a child you see your parents using drink as a way of coping, and there's no one else to kind of counter that, to challenge that idea, then when it comes time for you to cope, whether that means having courage or feeling socially anxious or dealing with a problem, you're going to go to the thing that you saw around you because that's what you always saw.
2: Statistically, children of alcoholics are four times more likely to become alcoholics themselves. So, I'm not surprised that Pryor developed a problem with alcohol in his 20s. Is it possible that Richard Pryor died as a result of his huge alcohol intake?
3: On December 10, 2005, groundbreaking U.S. comedian Richard Pryor dies from a cardiac arrest. Forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is investigating the wild man of comedy's past
2: to try to piece together exactly what caused it. So far, i found that Pryor was an alcoholic with a history of alcoholism in his family. Alcoholism not only affects organs in the body, but can have severely detrimental effects on behavior. And I can see from accounts by those who were close to him that, this was actually the case for Richard.
3: Throughout the 1970s, Pryor continued to drink heavily, and with Richard's drunkenness also came his dark
4: side. He'd drink and get drunk and get his guns and start threatening people. He would turn very hostile. It was bizarre, because all of a sudden, there's this monster that comes out. He shot up cars, you know, he did all kinds of stuff. And he got mad and shot up his own Mercedes Benz. That's kind of his mentality. He was always moody, introspective, dark. So when he drank, you know, that came out even stronger.
0: One of the things that, um, people have written about a lot, in fact, uh, are comedians and they're, they're light and dark. So they're on screen like Richard and, and they're funny and they're loud. And yet when, when they're off, there's kind of nothing left. All that's left is, is kind of the pain where perhaps, Um, you're trying to escape from. And I think in his case, there's a lot of uh, evidence to suggest that in those moments, he reflected on on a lot of the pain that he went through in his past.
3: Pryor's dark past would haunt him all his life, and his medicating with alcohol would continue right to the end.
4: When he got MS, he continued to drink, and he didn't understand You know, you have one body, and if you don't take care of it, I mean, everybody's going to die from something, right? But you don't have to hurry it along.
2: Excessive alcohol intake can cause the liver to fail, and without a transplant, it's highly likely that cardiac arrest and death will follow. So, did alcohol destroy his liver and cause his fatal cardiac arrest? If this was the case... I would have expected to see evidence of jaundice, which is a yellow discoloration of the eyes and of the skin. But when I look at this photograph of Richard taken just months prior to his death, he clearly doesn't have that. So his liver seems to be okay. Although I'm sure that alcoholism put a huge strain on his system, I don't believe it was the decisive factor in his death. But alcohol wasn't the only drug that Pryor used to excess that can have catastrophic effects on the heart.
3: 1970, Beverly Hills, California, 35 years before his death. Pryor moves to L.A. and lands in a city awash with cocaine.
4: Everybody had
5: cocaine. Everybody did cocaine.
3: Pryor quickly became wrapped up in the Hollywood drug scene.
5: I don't think I ever knew Richard not doing cocaine. That was part of who he was. Was it
4: fun doing coke with Richard? (laughs) We snorted coke because it was fun. We loved it. We snort coke and get high and drink champagne and go to the party, go to the disco. I would never touch it again in life, but it was fun.
3: Along with the booze, cocaine rapidly became part of Pryor's daily routine.
4: Boom. The minute you open your eyes and wake up. Before you even go to the bathroom, take a hit of the Coke, go to the bar, get a drink. Whenever anybody does something all the time, then you have to figure this, they're an addict. Richard was doing it all the time.
3: 1975, New York. Pryor's constant cocaine use is not holding back his career. If anything, it's fueling it. He's been given the honor of hosting an episode of NBC's Saturday Night Live. It
4: was the first series, the first year on the air. It was important because Richard was hosting it. It was live television.
3: But the pressure of live television doesn't stop Pryor from indulging. He drinks heavily and snorts Coke backstage. The NBC executives are terrified the Coke-addled star will descend into obscenity in front of millions of viewers.
5: If I said dog, you'd say... Tree. Tree. (laughs) Tree. But Pryor
1: reigns in his language. His segment with Chevy Chase, the word association sketch, is thought to be like a classic moment of TV of all time.
5: Colored. Redneck. (laughs) Jungle bunny.
3: Peck of wood. Pryor's coke Power performance sends his career to a new high and propels him into the big screen and Hollywood stardom.
0: For most addicts, the impetus to stop is that, you know, the addiction is having a really negative impact on your life, on your relationships, on your work. Now, in Richard's case, this isn't happening. All of those barriers to the addiction that that most people would have had just simply weren't there for Richard.
2: Pryor may have been convinced that cocaine was the secret to his success, but his body was (laughs) undoubtedly paying a high price for his constant drug use. Cocaine is often described as the perfect heart attack drug because of its devastating effects on the cardiovascular system. Cocaine obviously played a huge part in Pryor's life. I need to see what part it played in his death.
4: He didn't care if he was doing drugs he was going to kill himself. Richard didn't give a crap.
2: Hey, it's Dr. Michael Hunter. Did you know you can stream the Autopsy television series on Roku and Fire TV? Well, you can. Just download the Reels app and subscribe to see the TV show behind this podcast. And if you've got Prime, it's on Amazon channels, too. You could even find episodes like Gary Shandling, Tom Petty, and Batman's Adam West before they're released here. Autopsy comes from the real-life mystery fans at Reels Channel. Find Reels on your TV at Reels.com. That's R E E L Z.com.
3: Comedian Richard Pryor, crippled by MS, died from a cardiac arrest at the age of 65. To discover why, forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter chief medical examiner in one of America's biggest cities, is investigating the star's long history of substance abuse.
2: I've established that at the peak of his career, Pryor was drinking heavily and using a very large amount of cocaine. By mixing these two substances, Pryor's body is actually synthesizing a third called cocoethylene. It has the same effect as cocaine, but it lasts much longer. The downside is this is just increasing the amount of damage that cocaine is doing to Pryor's cardiovascular system.
3: 1977, Beverly Hills, California. Pryor is 37 years old. With vast amounts of money rolling in from his movies, Pryor is now spending a quarter of a million dollars a year on cocaine.
4: Richard's personal stash. (laughs) I've seen kilos in movies and they're wrapped in these square brick looking things, maybe two of those. And he didn't care. He didn't care if he was doing drugs, he was going to kill himself. He didn't care.
2: It's clear that as Pryor's career went stratospheric, so did his alcohol and cocaine consumption. And I can see that 30 years prior to his death, this had a serious, near fatal impact on his health.
3: November 9th, 1977, Peoria, Illinois. Pryor has returned to his hometown for his grandmother's 78th birthday party. Back in his old neighborhood and near the brothel where he grew up, Pryor ends the night in bed with a hooker.
1: Pryor basically falls back into the world that he came from. This is a world of brothels, of of alcohol and drugs, and he's indulging himself. He's really letting go. But this time, he's about to get a terrifying wake-up call.
2: Pryor has ingested so much cocaine that the adrenaline is pushing his core temperature up and it's sending his heart rate through the roof. Even worse, cocaine has caused his blood vessels to constrict, increasing his blood pressure into the danger zone. Struggling to cope, his heart starts to beat irregularly and spasms. His heart is starved of oxygen. It momentarily stops and starts again. Pryor is having a heart attack.
3: November tenth, 1977. Peoria General Hospital. Pryor has been rushed into the emergency ward. The doctors are concerned he may have suffered brain damage.
2: In this instance, Pryor was lucky. At the age of 37, he survived his first heart attack, and his brain seems to be intact. But was the fatal cardiac arrest that Pryor suffered at age 65 also the result of taking too much cocaine? By the end of his life, Pryor was nearly paralyzed by MS and he could barely speak. His illness curtailed his drug use. Therefore, I can rule out that his death is from a heart attack brought on by cocaine. But I have no doubt that his drug use and drinking would have seriously weakened his heart over time. And I can see from his medical records that far from cutting down after his first heart attack his drug use increases.
3: 1979, Beverly Hills, California. Pryor has been introduced to freebasing, a new and far more dangerous way to take his favorite drug.
2: Freebase cocaine is cocaine that's been modified so it can be smoked and not snorted. The strength of the drug has not increased, but the effects have become more intense. However, once the euphoric effects begin to dissipate, the user can feel anxious, paranoid, and suffer hallucinations.
3: June 9th, 1980, Beverly Hills, California. Pryor has been freebasing cocaine continuously for five days without any sleep. He's also drinking 150-proof rum and using it to light his
4: pipe. Richard has the torch. He's sticking the torch into the rum bottle. And And I warned him when I was there. I said, Richard, you better pour some of that rum in a cup. That's how psychotic he was.
2: Pryor started experiencing cocaine psychoses. He had smoked so much cocaine that there was a chemical imbalance in his brain, and that rendered him incapable of making rational decisions.
3: Increasingly concerned about Pryor's mental state, his friend Rashawn agrees to stay with him and watch some TV. Rashawn Khan friend and
2: assistant. Richard and I was looking at Vietnam special. It was a, a particular part where this monk set himself on fire. And we was looking at it and I said to Richard, look at the man's conviction to this cause. He's sitting there burning. And Richard in a Richard Prior fashion said, but he didn't
1: even flinch when he lit it. He has what you know, we might say is something like a psychotic episode where he sees footage of Vietnamese monk lighting himself on fire and he says, you know, I'm going to show you, God. You know, I'm going to do this to myself. He pours the overproof rum over his head, over his body and lights himself on fire.
2: I heard somebody scream, and a ball of fire
5: ran past me. Richard Pryor, the comedian and writer, was badly burned in an accident at his home in California last night.
4: He came so close to death. He suffered so much pain.
5: Authorities say Richard Pryor either walked or ran nearly a mile and a half from his house to this location where an ambulance rescued him.
4: His skin was burned completely off. He was bad.
2: Pryor suffered severe burns to 50% of his body. And burns can do a lot more than simply destroy the skin. They can have a terrible impact on the heart. I want to know whether Pryor's horrific injuries contributed to his fatal cardiac arrest.
3: On December 10th, 2005, legendary comedian Richard Pryor died of a cardiac arrest at the age of 65. Forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is investigating if the injuries that he sustained while
2: setting himself on fire played a part in his death. As a result of pouring rum over himself and igniting it, Pryor suffered third-degree burns to 50% of his body. Burns this severe put a strain on all the organs, but particularly the heart. And the injury to the heart can cause a cardiac arrest even years later. So did Pryor's burns cause his fatal cardiac arrest over 20 years later? July
3: 1980... Sherman Oaks Burn Center, Los Angeles. Pryor is being visited by his on-off girlfriend, Jennifer Lee. It's been six weeks
2: since the accident, and Pryor is still receiving treatment for his burns. Pryor has undergone a tortuous course of treatment, from agonizing baths and skin scrubs to skin grafts and plastic surgery. He will be scarred for life, but it doesn't appear that he has long-term damage to the heart. Otherwise, if he did sustain a cardiac arrest because of the burns, I would have expected it to have happened within the first two years of the incident. Doctors gave Pryor less than a 50% chance of surviving his injuries, but it's astonishing that he was discharged within six weeks. I can discount Burns playing a role in Pryor's death.
3: For the first time in decades, Pryor has been forced to keep off the drugs. And within a year of the fire, the seemingly indestructible Pryor is back on stage, turning his suicide attempt into comedy.
4: It was really so insanely stupid, you know, he had to make fun of it.
5: I mean, I was standing there on fire and some said, Why, that's so pretty blue. <laughs> you know what? That looks like
4: fire! Richard made fun of everything like that, though. That was how he got through it.
2: Despite Pryor's claim of cleaning up his act, my years of experience tells me that it's unlikely that his decades of substance abuse hasn't affected his body.
3: And Dr. Hunter has found a medical condition on Richard's death certificate, diagnosed just before his death, that appears to back this up December 2004, Encino, California, a year before Pryor's death. Pryor has been left completely paralyzed and struggling to speak as a result of MS.
2: I can see that around this time, Pryor was diagnosed with renal failure. The kidneys play a vital role in the cardiovascular system. As well as extracting waste, the kidneys also regulate the amount of water and salts to control blood pressure. If there's damage to the kidneys, that can put undue stress on the heart. And this is a significant finding. One of the most common reasons for kidney failure is high blood pressure. So it's possible that Pryor's years of hard living were finally catching up to him.
3: In December 2004, Pryor's wife, Jennifer, arranges for a dialysis machine to be installed in the house. Pryor will need to be connected to the machine for four hours a day, three times a week, to
2: clear his body of toxins. The dialysis machine will be diverting blood from Richard's body through the machine in order for it to be cleansed of toxic metabolic waste and then subsequently returned to his body, even with dialysis. Heart failure is the leading cause of death in people who have renal failure. So, I believe that this is likely a contributing factor in Richard's death. But I still don't think this is the full story. December 10th,
3: 2005. 6.30 a.m., Encino, California. Pryor's private nurse notices he's in distress. He calls 911. But in his panic, hangs up the phone.
2: As Pryor goes into cardiac arrest, his heart has developed instability, an arrhythmia in which he can't continue to pump blood to vital parts of his body, such as his brain. And if this continues, the brain will eventually shut down and the patient will die.
3: a.m. Pryor's wife, Jennifer, receives a call from his nurse. She rushes to the house and calls 911 again. The medical team issue instructions, and Jennifer begins CPR.
2: As someone comes on to an individual who has sustained cardiac arrest, they want to maintain cardiac output, and they do that by doing chest compressions, artificially forcing blood flow to the vital areas of our body, primarily the brain. 6.50
3: a.m., the paramedics arrive. They load Pryor into the ambulance, and he's rushed to Encino General Hospital.
2: It's a race against time. If his heart isn't started soon, his brain is going to be deprived of oxygen, and over time will die. He's given a shot of adrenaline, the body's excitement chemical. This concentrates blood around the brain and the heart by constricting the arteries. It also stimulates the cardiac muscle, increasing the chance of the heart returning to a normal rhythm. The doctors attempt to restart his heart by using a defibrillator. And a defibrillator can apply this electrical jolt to the body to push the heart into a normal rhythm. They try again, but this fails to restart Pryor's heart. Deprived of oxygen, Pryor's organs fail one by one, and his brain ceases to function. At 7.58 a.m. on December 10th, 2005, the doctors declare that Richard Pryor is dead.
3: America was stunned at the loss of the comedy icon. The outpouring of grief from the public was evident as they left tributes by his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
2: It was a quiet moment for me. It was... Something that you knew was inevitable.
4: I got the news from a friend in New York, and I said, what? What now? What about Richard now? Oh, he died. He—he, he, he, You're kidding. I felt horrible because I felt bad for a man like Richard Pryor, who he was. But it was expected.
2: After a long battle with MS, Pryor died of a cardiac arrest. But it seems that it wasn't just his alcohol and drug abuse that led to his death. I've discovered something else in Pryor's past that might be playing a role in what happened.
4: Everybody thought he had AIDS, and we thought he was going to die from AIDS, which seemed, because of his drugs and his sexual life, it seemed perfect thing that Richard would have AIDS. It just figured.
3: On december tenth, two thousand five, legendary comic Richard Pryor dies in Encino General Hospital after going into cardiac arrest. Dr. Michael Hunter is a world-renowned forensic pathologist who has conducted thousands of autopsies. Now he's examining Richard Pryor's past to see if he can identify what led to his death. So far, he's discovered Pryor suffered renal failure a year before his death, a possible result of his drink and drug habit. But Dr. Hunter has discovered something else in Pryor's past that could also have contributed to his fatal
2: coronary. I can see that in the 1980s, there was speculation that Richard Pryor may have contracted HIV. And 20% of people who have HIV die of a heart attack or cardiac arrest, oftentimes many years after the initial infection. So, was Richard's fatal cardiac arrest the result of him contracting this deadly disease? 1985, Los Angeles.
3: Hollywood is in the grip of terror. Film legend Rock Hudson has just succumbed to a new disease decimating the gay community. When Pryor is photographed looking unusually gaunt, the gossip began.
4: Everybody thought he had AIDS, and we thought he was going to die from AIDS, which seemed, because of his drugs and his sexual life, it seemed perfect thing that Richard would have AIDS. It just figured.
1: Richard Pryor, you know, he was openly assaulted, so many taboos. He was a free-thinking person. So he played with the lines of sexuality. He's experimenting sexually with with men as well as women.
2: Death from HIV occurs because the disease and the drugs used to treat it can cause blockage of the coronary arteries and coronary artery disease, ultimately resulting in a cardiac arrest.
3: Pryor spoke out about the rumors during this 1986 Barbara Walters interview
4: you know of course what the rumors have been yes that you have AIDS
5: yes do you have AIDS no and I could express it in a way in my own language but it's television to say no I don't have no blank blank AIDS mm. you know because it's very upsetting when you get on the elevator and people get off
4: Was that happening to you the last couple of
5: weeks? Yeah, once was, and our people come to greet you. Richard, uh, how are you doing? You know, they do that sometimes, and I I felt funny about it. But no, I don't don't have anything like that.
2: And I believe this to be true. There is no mention of AIDS anywhere on the death certificate, and it's clear to me that his weight loss is the result of the muscle-wasting disease, MS. I can see in his death certificate that Pryor was also suffering from coronary artery disease, and this is hugely significant. It is the biggest killer in America and the leading cause for cardiac arrest. So I want to know, what did cause Richard Pryor's coronary artery disease? I can see from accounts from those close to him that, along with alcohol and drugs, Pryor was a heavy tobacco smoker.
4: Richard smoked like three packs a day, and I'm I'm very sure that it affected him. It had to. How could it not? And he smoked all the time. He was a very heavy smoker.
3: And unlike Pryor's other addictions, MS didn't curtail his smoking.
2: Reportedly, he still consumed up to 60 a day. Smoking is one of the major causes of coronary artery disease. And chemicals in cigarettes can cause damage to the lining of the coronary arteries, resulting in the buildup of plaques and eventually blockage. It would appear that Richard was a heavy smoker for almost 40 years, placing him at very high risk for the disease.
3: But there's something else in Pryor's life that Dr. Hunter also believes contributed to this deadly disease. And
2: this time, it has nothing to do with Pryor's hedonistic past. Another major risk factor for the development of coronary artery disease is a family history. And it's clear that Richard has this.
3: His father, Leroy Buck Carter Pryor, died at 53 as a result of cardiac arrest. His death certificate states coronary insufficiency as the cause.
2: So regardless of his alcohol and drug abuse, it's highly likely that he would have ended up this way anyhow. Approximately 14 years before his death, Richard Pryor's coronary artery disease became so bad that it required a coronary artery bypass. But that's not a cure, and with his sustained smoking over time, his coronary arteries became clogged again. On December 10th, 2005, Richard Pryor's heart goes into cardiac arrest. Even though his wife performed CPR and the medics within the emergency room attempted to restart his heart. Their efforts were fruitless. In many ways, Pryor's death was not unusual. Coronary artery disease results in the death of up to 360,000 Americans every year. But what is unusual is the sheer amount of stress that Richard Pryor's heart sustained prior to his death. And What's astonishing to me is not that he died at age sixty-five,
1: but that he lived for so long. He is somebody who brought together the spirit of the counterculture and with the spirit of the Black Power movement, the Black Freedom struggle, and he made comedy out of it, and he completely changed the kind of the cultural DNA of America in the process.
5: Him as a person, was so interesting and unique and different and genius and creative. Just his being was a force in itself, and I miss that force.
4: He suffered a lot his whole life, but he survived. He just kept going, and you know he kept going. You couldn't knock him down. He's around somewhere right now, probably, cursing us out (laughs) you know but he's there
2: i hope you enjoyed this episode of autopsy don't forget to subscribe at podcastone.com with the podcast one app or at apple podcasts then go to reels.com that's r-e-e-l-z.com for clips extras and more from the tv version of the series including reenactments and autopsy photos you'll only see on reels channel Find Reels on your TV at Reels.com. I'm Dr. Michael Hunter.